Hi, I'm Kelly Slivka, and you're listening to the Science Line Podcast. This is the sound of science. Ladies and gentlemen, the nuke. I dare say you've heard of it. You know that a nuclear bomb detonation is enormous, and it's usually followed by a mushroom cloud. You know nuclear bombs played a big part in the way World War II played out, and that they were the theme of the Cold War. You also know that there are enough lying around planet Earth to probably make you a wee bit paranoid. Okay, good start. But what trait puts the word nuclear in a nuclear bomb? Why is a nuclear bomb in particular so powerful? Why do they produce a mushroom cloud? And why does a nuclear bomb explode while a nuclear plant, ideally, does not explode? In this episode of Say What? Science, I have a nuclear physicist on hand to answer those good questions. First, I'll let him introduce himself. My name is Mark Sackett. I'm a nuclear physicist, senior scientist at Brookhaven National Laboratory mainly work in the area of national security. I'm also a visiting, uh, adjunct visiting professor at Stony Brook, where I teach a course on nuclear nonproliferation in their honors college. Dr. Sackett says that a weapon is a nuclear weapon because of what's happening when it explodes. Okay, the main characteristic is where the energy comes from. The energy in a nuclear weapon comes from what we call a nuclear reaction. Most explosions like TNT, dynamite, the energy comes from a chemical reaction. It's a reaction between two chemicals. So it has to do with the electrons in the atoms are being exchanged, sort of like the process of oxidation, burning a fire is oxidation. In the nuclear, it's completely different. The nuclear has to do with the fission of, of, of uranium or plutonium. It has to do with the fact that when you fission or break up a nucleus of, of either a plutonium or, or uranium, you create an enormous amount of energy. The amount of energy you create in the fission is roughly about a million times greater than the amount of energy you create, let's say, in burning, uh, in burning, let's say, carbon, which is like burning a normal fire. This breaking apart of the nucleus happens over and over again in a nuclear weapon, billions of times. When the nucleus fissions, it also gives out several neutrons, which hit another, hit several more nucleus, and they keep multiplying. A chain reaction. You, you, you fission one, it then produces several neutrons, it fissions several more, and it keeps doubling and doubling and doubling. So that way you gradually get up to a very, very large number of fissions, which gives you a large amount of power. But it's more important which kind of atoms nuclei are breaking up in a nuke. Only plutonium and uranium pack the punch needed to create a nuclear explosion. Just the fact of, of nature that one is not many things fission. It has to do with the stability of the nucleus. And the other thing is, it has to do more than just fission. Many things, you know, if you just hit them hard enough with another particle, they'll break in half, they may produce energy, but they don't have a chain reaction. They're not going to grow to a large number. They'll just stop at that one instance. So it ends up a fluke, a fluke of nature is that uranium, in fact, it's just one isotope of uranium, not any uranium, one isotope of uranium and one isotope of plutonium is, is the situation that, in fact, not only does it break apart, but it feeds the next one. It then generates more and more and more. Now, I'm talking about 
atomic weapons, the simplest type of a weapon, which we also refer to as a fission weapon, is a weapon where the energy all comes from the plutonium and the uranium, or the uranium fission. There are other weapons, the H-bombs, which are the thermonuclear devices, which have the fission weapon as a trigger to start the process, but later, the most of the energy comes from the fusion of tritium and deuterium. It's a very, very different process. Plutonium doesn't occur naturally, though. It's man-made. Oh, uh, You make plutonium by bombarding uranium with neutrons. So you can make plutonium in reactors. So we made plutonium in World War II. We built reactors called production reactors whose main job was to produce uranium. Uranium is a heavier, uh, heavier uh, element which doesn't occur naturally, but you can produce it. So we started producing it and, and pulling it out of reactors, and uh, all reactors make some plutonium, and then, in fact, uh, we then measured it, and sure enough, it was very good material, very, very effective material for making a nuclear weapon, and we started to make nuclear weapons. In fact, most weapons now, uh, a large fraction of them are made strictly out of plutonium. You can make a smaller weapon with plutonium than you can physically, smaller than, than with uranium. The first weapon actually made uh, was the Trinity explosion in New Mexico. July 16th, 1945. Uh, that was the first explosion done uh, during the war, and that was a plutonium weapon. Then the next explosion was the Hiroshima weapon. August 6th, 1945. And that was an explosion using um, uranium. And then the third explosion was the explosion in Nagasaki. August 9th, 1945. And that was a plutonium weapon. You've probably seen compelling images of the mushroom clouds produced by those explosions. What's the deal with a mushroom cloud anyway? Mushroom cloud is just the fact that you've produced an enormous amount of heat and debris. And that rises, that heat rises, and the debris rises. You get a column moving up, and that column starts the mushroom cloud. When the cloud reaches high enough, it hits the very, very cold stratosphere, and it sort of holds it, and that gives you the head of the mushroom. People have seen that with huge explosions of conventional weapons, but it's rare because you need an enormous amount to produce that amount of energy. So what's happening inside a nuke to make that big explosion? You set off normal dynamite or some sort of high explosives that are surrounding the material. You set off high explosives to compress it as hard and as fast as you can. And then when it's fully compressed during that explosion, you shoot in some neutrons. And then within a couple of microseconds, it all disintegrates. Like the buildup of pressure inside a corn kernel that makes your popcorn pop, a nuclear weapon needs a buildup of pressure to be a monster weapon. They're very, very powerful. They're different levels, but they're very, very, very powerful. But you've got to have it compressed and hold it. For instance, a nuclear reactor doesn't give rise to a nuclear explosion. We've seen things like the Japanese, the reactors melt down and radioactive debris flies out, but it doesn't really have a nuclear explosion. To get a nuclear explosion, you have to take the material and highly, highly compress it into a tight ball and send in neutrons and hold it together tightly for those few microseconds. There you have it. Nukes are one more warning that if you bottle it up, you might just blow. Right
This podcast has been brought to you by ScienceLine.org. I'm Kelly Slivka. Thanks for listening.